Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are all having a great start to your Tuesday morning here. We have a good day in market news. Uh, a lot of positivity is going on. Some questionable stuff, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on it just a little bit. Uh, before we do that, let's do term of the day, yeah? So today we're going to talk about bear markets for term of the day. So I'm sure you guys have heard bull and bear, right? Uh, just before I define bear, I want you guys to remember this. Bull up, bear down. And I remember that because bulls attack with their horns and they attack up, right? And bears swipe down with their paws. With their paws. And uh, it's the same way with the markets. A bull market is a positive market and a bear market is a downtrend market, a negative return market. Um, also, you can remember it if you're a U of A grad or a U of A fan like I am. Uh, bear down, go Wildcats. Um, but yeah, let me read what a bear market is for you guys really quickly. A bear market is when a market experiences prolonged price declines. It typically describes a condition in which securities prices fall 20% or more from recent highs amid widespread pessimism and negative investor sentiment. Uh, so that is the stock market version real quick. Let me explain to you because a lot of people get the stock market bear recession or a bear market uh, confused with a economic recession. So let me just read this because I love this description here from um, from Fisher Investments. Uh, Don't confuse economic recessions with bear markets. An economic recession is commonly defined as two consecutive quarters of negative gross domestic product GDP. While the two the two may coincide, bear markets can occur without a corresponding recession and vice versa. Importantly, because stocks typically lead the economy, you shouldn't use a recession to identify a bear market. By then, a bear market has likely already started. So that's key because, well, we had a lot of issues with COVID, right? And some people would say that that was a bear market experience. Uh, there's another way to uh, get specific with the definition of a bear market in a recession or a economic recession it's two quarters of negative gdp so people will call a recession a bear market but it's technically not a bear market isn't a recession but a recession could be referred to as a bear market if that if that makes sense um, i just wanted to cover that for you guys i think that's an interesting topic if you guys say that at a table with bright financial people they will be impressed uh just because that's such rare knowledge uh that's used in today's time uh okay so what is happening in the news today guys u.s stock futures are higher after the nasdaq and s&p 500 topped new record highs yesterday european markets are mixed while asian markets are higher hong kong's hang sang index is up nearly 2.5 percent on strong tech earnings treasury yields are roughly flat the 10-year note currently yields 1.27 percent auctions will be held today for 40 billion dollars in 67 day treasury bills and 60 billion dollars in two-year notes New home sales uh, data for July is due at 10 a.m. Economists expect 700,000 sales, up from 676,000 in June. Oil prices are higher ahead of the American Petroleum Institute's report on crude oil stocks, which will be released later today. Uh, Well, first off, guys, I'll tell you my experience with buying homes just because that's the one thing I noted here. I'm trying to buy a home currently, or at least I'm looking. It'll be my first big, big purchase as far as uh, be a home. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big deal. Uh, I went to builders. I checked out actual, you know, just people selling their houses. They were both terribly overpriced. And 
how can I advise people how to manage their money and manage their money for them if I'm making bad financial decisions? So I decided against that currently. Uh, I'm going to continue to to just wait and see what happens. Not that I don't think buying a house is the right move. I just think that, one, it's an asset you have to take care of. It's almost like a dog. Like You know how your parents probably told you you can't get a dog when you were younger? And I know some of my readers are older, but they told you you can't get a dog when you were a kid because they're like, you're not going to take care of it and we're not taking care of it either. Well, a lot of people look at like the housing market as, oh, this is going to be such a great asset. How, like housing is, it, it always goes up. Some people even think it goes up more than the stock market, which is utterly insane. Uh, statistically proven against that, by the way. Uh, and there's obviously arguments, you know, different types of housings versus different types of stocks, but I'm just using the general housing market versus just the general market, the, the stock market. Um, but the reason they told you that is because you wouldn't take care of the puppy, right? Well, it's the same thing with a house. Like, so for example, my parents have a house. I mean, they've had this house for 20 years. It's just now probably they're breaking even because you have roofing, you have flooring, you have tiles, you have air conditioning systems. You've got to revamp uh, stucco on the outside. There's just so many things that you don't have to do with stocks that you have to do with houses. So I just wanted to mention that really quickly. Um, okay. So let's talk about some headlines here. So we have some fun headlines. Uh, the cyberspace administration of China laid out two guidelines for domestic companies looking to go public Tuesday. Uh, one is to comply with the national laws and regulations, which we all know are corrupt and very, uh, China driven, uh, Best, best, best China, good China. <laughs> and the other is to ensure that security of China's national network, critical information infrastructure, and personal data. Um, you guys know how I feel about China. I love a lot of their companies. Don't love the way that they manage them or how they treat people. But that's fine. We'll be talking about China for many years to come here. Um, let's see. What's next? The FFA is launching. The FAA is launching a broader view of how Boeing employees handle safety matters. Some engineers have complained that they face undue pressure to sign off on safety checks. Yikes. Uh, shares did not appear to react to the news, and they are up 0.6% in pre-market trading. Mm, I mean, I guess that that is what it is. I would say every company puts pressure on their employees on their engineers probably to uh to just say this is okay turn a blind eye i bet i bet a lot of companies do that uh let's see let's go on samsung will invest 240 trillion in w i think that means won so 240 trillion won which is roughly 205 billion dollars in capital expenditure and research and development over the next three years the company announced the the investment Tuesday is part of a broad set of initiatives intended to help the firm become a leader in semiconductor fabrication. Okay, so I wanted to talk about that because I like that. Semiconductors are, they're the move here. Uh, so I'm going to be definitely watching Samsung. I'm not saying it's a buy for me or for my clients yet, but I'm looking at it. Um, and guys, actually, this Friday is going to be money in the mirror. And I know I haven't done them in a couple of months. I've, I've been slacking, but I'm going to be on it this time. And for those of you that know, don't know, Money in the Mirror is where we look at a few equities. We say, hey, we like Samsung. Hey, we like Neo. Uh, hey, we like Boeing. And then at the end of the month, we review how they did for that month. So, hey, did they do good? Why did they do bad? And I'll, I'll even tell you guys before what I think they'll do. Like, I'll, hey, I'll think they'll have a good month. This is why. I think they're going to have a bad month. Here's why. And you guys can just, you know, 
hear my point of view, hear a professional's point of view. Not a lot of advisors will do that. People will not give you those types of opinions because they're scared to be wrong and they're also not very good at their job. Not saying that I'm great, but I'm willing to take risks and this is what I love doing. So I'm going to go all in and do it. Uh, but keep that in mind, money in the mirror. So far, we've every position we've picked for the year is up, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm excited to do money in the mirror. It's like my favorite episode. But okay, let's go on to the big story of the day. Hong Kong tech stocks surge on JD.com earnings. Okay, so before I read this, JD.com, guys, I can't even remember what the name is. Let me go look at it real quick. Okay, so it's an e-commerce company, kind of like you would think uh, Amazon would be, right? I understand why they call it JD.com because the actual name is Jingdong. It used to be called 360 Buy, but Jingdong. I knew I had to look it up before I... I was going to call it Jongdong, but Jingdong. J-I-N-G-D-O-N-G. And they're an e-commerce company. They're a pretty big deal. So let me read this. Let me read this article for you, and we can uh, we can sort of talk about this real quick. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Tech Index rose roughly seven percent Tuesday, outpacing the broader Hang Seng Index's two point five percent gain. So that's Hang Seng Tech. So that's the think of that as like the S and P five hundred of China, and that I mean that's Hang Seng's tech is just the technology version of the S and P five hundred in China. Um, Ten cent shares gained eight point eight percent. Alibaba's Hong Kong listed shares rode nine point five percent. And food delivery service Meituan M E I T U N T U A N Meituan popped thirteen point five percent. Good for them. Tuesday's gains were led, however, by JD.com Jingdong. Uh, which soared 15% after reporting second quarter earnings and revenue, which beat analysts' expectations as well as a strong earnings growth. Okay, so I will say this. I'm probably going to put some money this week into JD. Uh, I've heard of JD, but I didn't know how well they were going to be, how successful they were going to be in China. I mean, China is really only like three big cities, and then it's spread out. So I didn't know how a giant company was going to be able to mimic what Amazon is doing. Uh, It's just, I wasn't sure. So I'm hopeful. I'm going to just put a little bit of money in there. Nothing crazy, just my own money uh, and see how that goes. Um, So let's talk about, let's see, is there a follow-up with this? Yes, yes, there is. So here, let's read this. Last week, the Hang Seng Index briefly slipped into bear market territory, and many Hong Kong-listed tech stocks have sold off substantially this year due to China's regulatory crackdowns on its tech sector. Alibaba, for example, is down 26.9% year-to-date after Chinese regulators find it at, find it at a record $2.8 billion in April for anti-competitive behavior. I actually didn't know that, guys. Alibaba is a huge growth stock. Um, I don't really, I, mean, I don't want anything to do with it, but... That's just my preference. Um, I might have to take a look at it now. It's down 26.9%. Uh, that's very interesting. In JD.com, Jingdong, uh, recent earnings release, however, executives claimed that the new regulatory actions were well-intentioned and could actually help the firm by driving new vendors to its platform. We believe these policies are not intended to restrict, but rather to create a fair and orderly environment and to promote long-term and sustainable development of these industries, said JD Retail Chief Executive Zhu Li on a call with analysts. So I have a graph here that I'm looking at, guys. Um, some of these companies you guys probably don't know. Uh, Xiaomi is at about hmm, 3.5% this year. Baidu. Um, wow, I guess this is just today, actually, this performance. Wow. Just today, there, uh, Xiaomi's up 3.5%. Uh, Baidu's up just about 8%. Tencent's up 9 which we talked about, maybe 85 Alibaba's up almost 9 
Uh, Maiton is up 13. And then we have JD at, uh, at 15%. Look, I, I'm telling you, if you guys are going to invest in international stocks, China, India, um, it's Korea, Japan, those are the companies that I would suggest you do your research in or ask your advisor to do your research in. If your advisor even manages the money, he might outsource it to a third party, um, which is causing you more money, by the way. So I, I would I would suggest you look into these things. Not that they're going to be, you know, they're not one hitter quitters. They're, they're probably not going to be the Amazon, you know, of the 2000s or anything, but they might be worth your time to diversify your portfolio. And I mean, technology is sort of the way we're going. Uh, as far as growth, technology has been leading growth companies for, oh man, probably since the 90s now. Jeez, that's a long time to think about that. Usually usually those things are um, seasons. So 30 years is a long season, but I don't really see the technology going anywhere. Uh, so keep that in mind, guys. That is it for today. Uh, there's a lot of good news happening. Hopefully things continue. Um, I, we'll talk about a little bit about Afghanistan tomorrow. Just so you guys know, I don't think that there's going to be any real repercussions, assuming we can do this quick and orderly getting Americans out. If Americans aren't able to get out of there orderly or if there's interaction or confrontation, that could cause some issues. But so far, so good. Um, as, as good as it could be, obviously it's still a horrible and terrible situation, but as good as it could be for now. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it for today, guys. As always invest early, invest often. I'll see you tomorrow.